Welcome to the podcast, guys. Today's episode is episode number eight or nine, possibly even ten. Um, maybe fifteen. Maybe thousand forty-six. Dave, what's up? Not much, John. Um, long time, right? Very long time. Long time. Every. So, go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right. So listen to this, everyone listening. By the way, welcome to the. Big Time Close-Up Podcast. Today is a very important episode for many, many reasons. Um, Imposture syndrome. Dave had told me earlier, his wife was in sales. She was going through something. She made it, she closed a a pretty big deal. She went through withdrawal in a way by, well, the sense of, did, did I get lucky on that deal? Did I use my skills or did, what the hell happened? And Dave had pretty much broke it down by saying this is imposter syndrome, where you don't feel like you deserved what you got because you got lucky. So an imposter is in your freaking brain telling you, convincing you that you're not worthy of what you've been doing, your success. Yeah. So guys, I mean, look, I, I think as salespeople, I think imp- imposter syndrome is something that every single salesperson deals with and i feel like they deal with it all the time so i've been in sales for 15 years i didn't know what imposter syndrome was until years and years later uh until i googled it i'm like why am i feeling this way what does this mean and then i found out there's an actual word for it called imposter syndrome um when, when, real quick, when you mentioned it to me, I said, holy shit, other people go through this as well? I thought it was me in my demented brain, my mind, that was, excuse me, you know, fucking myself over by believing I didn't deserve what I've been getting. It, one one uh, quick thing about it, too. Um, you know, a lot of rookie salespeople, a lot of new salespeople, they obviously deal with this a lot harder, especially if you're starting a new job or even if you've been in sales or you're starting a new company you don't really know the product that well, um, or if you're just new in sales. You know, those guys and girls specifically deal with it a lot worse. Um, but at, even as an experienced salesperson, you still go through it from time to time. So Dave, let me ask you a question. Something that I've always gone through. When this syndrome is lurking in your head, what do you tell yourself to combat it? How do you get over it if you ever get over it? Okay, so I, I feel like there's a lot of different strategies that you can use. Um, and it really depends. I mean, for me, look, I've been doing this now for so long, as have you. And for us, we're experienced. So I think what we can do is look back at, at our previous success. And we could tell ourselves, you know, this isn't just a one-time lucky thing. I've done this before. I've done this many times before. And... The result's always the same. Uh, customers are very happy. Uh, we did a great job and we did it consistently and we always did it really well. And I think that right away is probably the number one thing for an experienced person. Uh, but let me ask you this. For someone that's brand new into sales, because I know, you know, I, I dealt with this a lot more when I was new. I still deal with it. But what did you do when you felt like that when you first started and you had zero I, I, sales I'm experience? I'm cutting you off right this second. So when you, when you start off, you take anything that works in your favor. 
F anything that goes against you. If you got an account, if you got a new client, um, whatever terms best describes it, you take it and you eat it and you take that momentum and you keep running. I also feel that... Um, so let me, let me cut you off here. So let's say you, you're not even at that stage yet. You mm-hmm. haven't closed a single deal and you're dealing with imposter syndrome because you've never been in sales and you just started and it's your first couple of months. How do you combat it? Because it's going to happen, right? You, if you've been doing it and you just started and it's been a month or two, you haven't closed a deal yet, you're high, you're, you're feeling high off of that imposter syndrome. What do you do? I mean, that's a tougher question because I'm thinking imposter syndrome is when things are things are working in your favor and you start questioning why is it working in that favor? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, that, that happens too. Um, but I think... So there's another side. I, I think we should start from the beginning though. Start from ground zero, right? So when you get... So you have nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing. And you're trying to build something, but you're not gaining anything, any traction. Nothing's work, really working in your right. favor. That's a great question. Yes, I totally understand where you're coming from. That's where you that's where you right? This is where your faith kicks in? Kind of. Yeah, you I was gonna say you have to mind fuck yourself right. really at that well, point. Faith, right? For you, faith. For me, mind fuck. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the same things. <laughs> uh, respectfully <laughs> speaking. Faith is um, you haven't gone, you haven't, you haven't gone through anything. Faith is blindly wishing and hoping for something that you cannot see, at the moment, right? Correct me, jump in if anything, if you disagree. So with with sales in the beginning, there's not much. There's nothing tangible. You have nothing. Faith, um, faith, faith is a belief that I can do this. That's what has to carry you off. But what if you don't have that? That's why it's a revolving de- uh, door in sales and people quit so easily. Yeah. How do you combat that? I'm just switching this right, around so, now. I mean, when I started, I made sale a sale my, my second day. I made a couple of sales. But then I did make sales for like three weeks. The, my first three months was on and off. And so I dealt with it a lot. Even though I did get a sale my first, my second day, I looked at it as it was luck, especially the next three weeks. I was working my ass off and I was working harder than everyone there. And I, you know, wasn't, wasn't doing anything. And I, I saw these other guys that were just, they were killing it. And I'm like, I'm, I think I'm better than them. They're, they're not doing anything special. Is this, is this just not right for me? Is, am I not cut out for sales? And so that was when I first started. And what kept and you in? What kept you going? What kept me going was I just didn't want to lose. I had such a competitive drive and I still do. So your competitiveness kept you in? I think for me, my competitiveness, my competitive drive just made me want to keep going until I figured it out. That's interesting. Like I, I will literally be there uh, on a ship, you know, a, a burning ship. Uh, I'll be the last one out until, you know, I think I was trying to come up with an analogy and I screwed it up. Yeah, no, but, but it, it makes you, sense. Everyone you know listening I mean. understands. Yeah. So your competitive kept you in. My faith kept me in. I really believed that. I mean, call me crazy. I really believed that I was meant to be in sales and God 
kept me going. So competitiveness, competitive, competitiveness. All right, Mike Tyson. <laughs> competitiveness, faith. What else can keep you going? Delusion. Delusion. I guess that's kind of a mix of what we've been saying. Yeah. Mind fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's a mix of that and faith. Kanye West. All right, bit. so so look, let's fast forward a tiny bit, right? So you're doing okay, you're doing great, one or the other, or you're just getting over that hump and you're you're doing you're doing okay. So you get a new client, you get an account, whatever it is. I've gone through this and I still go through it. Or maybe you get a certain amount of commission. Or you're up to a certain amount of commission for the month, for the year. And you question yourself, wow, if I did not get that one client where I met or made X amount of commission, or if I did not get that last account, um, did I get lucky from that? Am I, am I, um... So here's, here's what I think is the biggest thing on why it happens, John, um, for experienced salespeople. Here's what I really think is one of the biggest things is so salespeople have the ability to go from industry to industry to industry. You could be selling medical devices, then be a stockbroker, selling finance products to selling uh, technology, to selling IT services, to selling government government, uh, products, to selling construction, and then selling solar. So in my opinion, what happens is salespeople can literally, they're like chameleons. You know, they, they go to one industry, to another, to another, if they wanted to. But what that means for the salesperson is you're, you're basically, you know, you're in an industry that's foreign to you. You learn how to sell it. But in the beginning, you don't really know the, the, the industry. You don't know it as well as, you know, someone, for example, who created, if you're selling solar, who created a solar panel, right? So you just come in as a salesperson. You're selling something that someone else created. And so really, you don't know the ins and outs and you never will completely. But you, you know, eventually will learn enough, right? That is more than good enough, um, but you're still never going to know the ins and outs. And I think a lot of salespeople see that. They, they look at themselves as, as, you know, you're selling a product of a certain industry or sector, whatever. And, but you're not, you know, you're not the one creating it. So you're always going to have that level of, you know, it's like a little unbalanced, I guess, if you put it on a scale, uh, what you actually know and, you know, versus. Yep, yep, yep. Right. So. Yeah, I get it. Uh, look at it this way, right? Perfect scenario of um, imposter syndrome. I made X amount of dollars this month in sales. The majority of my commission maybe came from a couple of clients, maybe one, two, or three. And then you go back. It goes even deeper. Damn, I only made, well, I made this much money from these few clients. Shit. What if when I got those um, individuals as clients, those accounts, what if um, I didn't work that way or that day? I wouldn't have gotten... Them as clients, I wouldn't have made this money today. I wouldn't be where I am today. If I didn't go to work those days, I wouldn't have gotten the leads of the clients that I've gotten a month later. You start to break down individual situations as if it's not worthy. 
And that's what messes you up. And it really break, it brings down your confidence level so low. And then you have to fight yourself to say, no, well, that's how it works. It worked that way because that's how it's supposed to work. And then you have to rebuild your confidence up again to continue going. Because if you let that defeat you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you down for a while. If, I'm not going to say for good, but it can. Yeah, definitely. So definitely let me ask can. you, with your wife, what exactly was her situation? So she started at a new job, higher pay, a very prestigious company. And, uh, you know, she's been trying to actually get a job at this company for like seven years. She applied maybe 35 times over the past seven years. She's gotten rejected 34 times now. That's persistence at persistence. its finest. Yep. It's motivating to me to, for, to, to, to see that. She showed me all the time she, she applied. And, um, but yeah, so, you know, she's always been trying to get there to this job. She held it in such high regard, this position, that when she finally got there, she didn't have a great day, you know, recently. And, you know, we were in the car and she was talking to me about it. She was telling me, she actually, we never spoke about this, but she brought it up to me in the car ride. She was telling me, you know, I feel like I'm such an imposter. Like, I don't belong here. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And she started telling me, like, I don't know the product. I don't know the company. Like, everyone just seems so much better at this. And I think it really, it comes down to, again, what I said. Salespeople can go from company to company, industry to industry, especially when you're brand new. You're not going to know the company. You might be paid. Salespeople are paid really well, some of them, if you're good at your job. Um, but here's the thing. The companies that hire you, they know that you don't know anything about the company, really. Right. They didn't expect you to come in, you know, knowing the ins and outs and the, the company's balance sheets and all their, their failed products from 25, 30 years ago uh, and, and what they're doing now and their CFO's middle name and all that crap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They understand you're, you're a salesperson. They know that salespeople figure it out if you're trained well. Most people, companies have training programs anyways to help you get up to speed with their products and stuff. But basically, again, that's what it came down to is you have a bad day, things don't work out the way you expect, you start questioning yourself because you just don't know enough and you think you don't know enough. But the reality is, is that that's always how it is because as salespeople, I think you want to know more and more and more um, about what you're doing and what you're selling and that just comes with time. Yeah, and yeah. so this whole the imposter syndrome, I think it even if you're doing it for 10 years, I think you'll always feel like that because of what I mentioned, you know, what I've been mentioning, you're never ever gonna know the ins and outs of the company or the product that you're selling, unless it's your own company. And that's actually a good point. That's something we should talk about because a lot of salespeople actually are selling their own product. They, they are selling their own thing, but they, they, they do feel imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So that actually completely defeats everything that I've been talking about um, because there are people in, in uh, you know, Entrepreneurs who start their own business, whether it's selling website design, design services, uh, SEO, marketing, whatever it is, and they cold call for to get new clients, and they will say the same thing because I've spoken to a lot of these people who told me this. They feel like they're imposters calling people, trying to sell and make sales, even though it is their own business and they know everything about it. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Wh why, why do you think that is? Since I was completely off base, I have to admit that now. You know, this is the other side of the spectrum. People that actually are running their own business, but they still feel like it when they cold call and, and make sales. Not just cold call, but just, you know, 
trying to even but get someone is, to sign up. The thing is, even if you go into a new sales industry, like numbers and numbers. So what we teach in our courses are pretty much, for example, uh, for the sake of numbers, for every for every ten prospects, fully qualified prospects that you pitch, that you present to, you're gonna get on average one account, right? So even if it's a if it's a car salesman or if it's real estate or if it's somewhere in finance, uh, insurance, whatever, you pitch 10 individuals, 10 qual- uh, fully quali- qualified individu- individuals, you're going to get one account. So the question- I just I want to just cut you off real quick. That's just a general number. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean if you're in like uh, insurance, you close 10 people, you're going to get one. It might be better for you. It depends on your leads or whatever. You it's just- to 10. Yeah. It's just just an example, just so you guys yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's um rough numbers. So my point is, doesn't it doesn't really matter what industry you're in or what you're selling. Numbers and numbers. Right. I think that's actually a good point. That's a great point. Is after time, over time, once you figure out your numbers, like let's say you're closing one out of 10, or if you're closing one out of 20 even, or if it's one out of five. You might have a bad call and you'll feel like crap. You're, you're like, man, am I cut out for this? Even if you've had major success and you made a lot of money over the past couple of years, you could have a really bad call or you could have a great call, the greatest call of your life. And then you're like, holy shit, I don't deserve this. What did I do to like, this is not right. I'm, you know, exactly, exactly. but so. the point is it's, it's your numbers. Exactly. Like, if you look at your numbers after you close that huge deal, it, it was, it went, everything went according to plan. Mm-hmm. One thing that I would go through, uh, I went through a billion times over. So for example, let's say these, I'm generalizing on my ninth presentation. I'm like, okay, on my next, my, my next presentation, I'm going to get an account. So for the sake of numbers, my next presentation, I get an account. My 10th presentation, I get one account. For some reason, and this happened over and over, this individual, this particular prospect rolled over and said, okay, with no problem. And I would say to myself, shit, after I got the account, this isn't supposed to happen because he just rolled over. It's not a real account. I didn't have to fight for it. Um, The numbers don't make sense. And I just started fighting myself over and over and over in... I stunt my momentum from going forward. So the question is, the, 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 the root of this conversation, how the hell do you get over that? When you go over that, that, that um, nonsensical a fight with yourself, how do you get over it? What do you do, Dave, to get over it? So I think it's... Real quick, um, I'm sorry, because yeah. it was obviously your skill, that person who quote-unquote rolled over, they rolled over because of your freaking skill. You don't see it that way. But that's what actually happened. How do you fight out of that? Yeah, every time, you know, every time I've closed those sorts of accounts. And, you know, there was a period of my life um, where I was closing these deals. And it just, I felt like every account was like that. Every deal was like that. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing something wrong. It's crazy, right? I, I was getting deal after deal after deals. Closing account after account. Getting new business. More than anyone else, you know, that I was working with. But I'm like, this is just so easy. I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I convinced myself after doing, you know, probably 10 times the results as, as everyone else, probably three times the results as everyone else combined there, that I was doing something wrong. 
because it just seemed too easy. And really, it was just a matter of my skill and me getting to the point where I knew what I was doing that I just made everything really, really smooth. And it seemed like it wasn't a battle. You were in the zone. You were in the zone. I was in the zone and, and things were good. And then eventually, eventually it just got to a point where maybe I couldn't even believe it myself that I got all these deals and I was doing so well. And this imposter came in. This imposter syndrome kicked in like, Dave, you know what? The, the imposter... Yeah, you know, yeah, came yeah. in and he was like, hey, Dave, you know, this is not you. Who the hell is that person that comes into your head? Wow, like, man. really, let's think about this for a Like, who is that thing, that person? What is that person? What is that spirit? What does that thing come from? You were on, a, obviously, you were on a roll. You had great positive momentum. And then this imposter comes in. Where the hell does this thing come from? That's a, that's a great question. It's uh, your evil, your evil little mini me. He's a short, out little, of nowhere, short little guy. Out of nowhere, when yeah. things are going great, out of nowhere. I mean, that does happen though. I mean, really look, does. there's a there's a heaven and hell, right? There's a short little evil mini me. When you're doing well, he pops out or she pops out and says, "Hey, you don't belong here. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't belong here. You Dave, gotta, you got to come back down with me. Is that something keeping you in check?" Is that like oh, a man, balance? Now you're getting really deep. I think not. It's not keeping you in check. Okay. I think it's it's not keeping you in check. It's something that's preventing you from taking yourself to the next mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. It's a hurdle that you have to jump across. Except it's the biggest hurdle that you've ever seen. And you don't think you could make it. You got to push yourself really fucking hard. And jump higher than you've ever jumped to get past that hurdle. Once you're past it, you're past it. But then there's going to be another one eventually. Right, right. And it's just really big if you do, you know, that's the Olympic sport, right? Hurdling, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. where you got to jump Track. over. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that, that's what I'm That's what I'm picturing in my head. Um, you know, a little hurdle that's you, you're running and then a big big hurdle comes mm-hmm. and you, got, you just got to jump past it. And that's what it is. You got to get past it and, and be able to just jump higher than you've ever jumped and move away from it. Then that little mini demon right, is right. gone. So and then running, another bigger demon is going to come in the you're future. You're running, you're running, you got momentum, you're going faster, 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 hurdle. Right. You got to jump. Running, yep. running, running, faster, faster, hurdle. Then jump. Over yep. and over and over. It's just something you have to deal with. Nice. like the way you put that. So, all right. So how about this? It's something you have to deal with. You identify it several times. So now you have the experience to say, this is what this is. This is bullshit. F you. I know what I have to keep doing. Hey, if I got lucky, great. God's on my side. The universe is on my side. I got lucky. I'll Here's what you that. do. Here's what you do. Make a note of it. We actually okay, wrote yeah, about yeah. this. John. About jo- yeah, you wrote about this, John, in your article about yeah, the sales, sales journals. So write about it. The first time you feel it, write it. Mm-hmm. Write it out. Mm-hmm. The second time you feel it, write about it. Third time you feel it, write about it. By now, at that point, for the fourth time, you should know how to handle it. You should know this feeling that's coming to you, what it is, and how to handle it, how to move past it. And um, so that it it comes and it goes quick. And then it's just a little hurdle. You just got to jump past. It's really quick. One, two, three, ABC, move past it. Your perspective was perfect. It's a hurdle. You run, 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 run. I'm feeling great. I'm getting faster, 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 gaining traction, gaining clients, growing my business, commission, 
uh, income, whatever it is, hurdle. You gotta, you gotta freaking jump. Your muscles are burning. Lactic acid. Now you land. Go, go, go. Same thing, same thing. That's what it is. And, it's and then it's, it's hard because you're pushing yourself. You're running and you're going mm-hmm, full mm-hmm, steam. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to jump. It's hard to make that hurdle. But right, right. you got to just do it because if you don't, fall flat in your face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you got to pick yourself back up slowly and start running again. So the toughest part is the very beginning when you don't understand what this is. And you right. actually fool yourself to believe that this syndrome, this imposter is... Is telling you the truth, and you fall a victim to it. Yeah, the imposter is a little asshole. Don't listen to him or her. Yeah, or it. Or it. It's an it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely an it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that makes sense. So again, it's it's track and field hurdles. It's uh, writing a sales journal, so you can see your mindset from when you do go through it, how to get out of it. Yeah, and the sales journal will help with so much more. <clears throat> Hold on. You okay over there? The minute I shouldn't have ate a minute. <laughs> so the sales journal is going to help a lot more than just imposter syndrome. There's a lot of other things that are going to come up throughout your day. Everything. And you could literally keep track of everything. Whenever you're feeling a certain way, whether you're feeling great or bad, you can look back at it and read, okay, I've felt like this before. I know how to handle it now. Or... This is a new feeling. Let me write it down. Right, right. And then, you know, but it, it's tremendously helpful. Experience at its finest. Yep. With the help of a journal. Anything else you want to add to this? No, I think, I think honestly, that was about it. it it's a pretty short, um, you know, episode, but I think we really. We dug deep into dug it. Dug deep into it. it, it made and, sense. you know, it, it, we figured it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, listen, imposter syndrome, it sucks. It happens, but. If you think of it, like we said, hurdling, track and field, I think it'll Riding make it a little easier. Yep. Yeah. Dave, listen, I really believed <laughs> this was only me who went through this. I swear to goodness. You never you told me about it. Yeah, I, I felt like this a lot. I still think about this. Yeah, I thought about imagine. it yesterday. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I honestly, well, not yesterday, maybe last week. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. It happens. Yeah. You got to jump past mm-hmm. it. Once you jump past it. You feel great again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until the next hurdle comes. Right, right. Everyone listening, we appreciate it tremendously. Thank you very much for tuning in time after time. Um, I We hope this podcast helped. It was something that we thought was really important that we just literally did on the spot. We didn't write anything about this. We had no scripts, no bullets, nothing. It was that important to us. You can tell we didn't write about it because I said imposture, synd- imposture <laughs> syndrome. Instead of imposter. Well, I mean, that's John for you. Hey, it's cool. Anyway. That's what makes John unique and special. (laughs) We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. Big Time Closer. Uh, Check out the website, bigtimecloser.com. Subscribe to the podcast as well. If you're listening and you're not subscribed, you're missing out big time. (laughs) Subscribe right now. Get on the website. Sign up to the email list. We do send out exclusive articles and news uh and tips for email subscribers so sign up to that and read uh, read all of our blogs on every possible sales situation you can go through continue listening to our podcast on every single sales situation you can possibly go through uh purchase our our sales courses on anything you can possibly learn on sales and look at the end of the day make more money make more sales
we love you. We, we want the best for all of us. That's uh, that's my script. I, love, we love <laughs> I you guys. took it from you. <laughs> all right. Have a good night. Have a good night.